This is the Scum and Snake Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Day two of the busy week for us and the listener, Snake, and I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Super busy. Episode two, Wednesday, the 28th of this first run of three episodes a week for the Scum and Sneak show. And I think everyone is enjoying it. I think so, too. We've had some comments that people are in heaven hearing our voices more. So that's that's always encouraging. Thank you to all our fans, all our listeners. And we're here to please you. Always here to please and to do everything for you. We're your basic, we're your lifeblood. That's right. Well, let's get into it, Shane, because we are on borrowed time, as always with these short ones. Yep. So I got a nonsense minute question for you, and it's it's related to your personal life. You finally started watching the Amazon series Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. What do you think? That's my nonsense minute question to you. What? Is your initial review thoughts? Initial yeah. thoughts about it is that it, it's really, really good visually. Uh, it makes you just think about it, what I found myself doing is like since it's so far in the in the past, mm-hmm. it, it, before the Lord of the Rings, it started. I'm, I find myself thinking that how can I make the connections between yep. stuff and people and places and things, and so that was a super made it super fun. Uh, but I just I just said I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm just going to go into it and enjoy it. And so far, I am loving it. Yeah, as you go on to, that's what I found myself doing. Like, as you you know see more characters, more places, those connections that you're talking about uh, become more frequent, and it just adds to. I think what both of us are going to come away with it's like it's nostalgic. It feels like the movies. It feels like uh, an extension of that. And a couple of the main criticisms that I see about it are just the slow pace Mm -hmm. and that it does kind of deviate from like the source material material. Like it it goes off the Silmarillion a little bit, Mm -hmm. but for the pace of it, I just feel like I I can see that. I agree. There's not as much action or tension like in the main story of Lord of the Rings, but that was also accelerated from the books that timeline. So this is kind of a more, I guess, true kind of pacing of it. And I don't mind it just to your point, like seeing all the stuff that connects and just kind of sitting in that world, that vibe. That's what is fun about it. Yeah. And I think assuming this is going to be a hit and there's going to be five seasons or like, they're going to be able to flesh out more uh, action sequences and more, uh faster paced stuff right now they're just i think they're just setting up the world the characters the people uh that kind of stuff and you know as opposed to when the movies come out like you've got two hours three hours to get everything in so yeah but no so far i think it's great i'm just enjoying it and uh you know just like because you like they go to casa doom and like you get to see what it was like before it was destroyed and all that stuff so yeah that was one of my favorite things for sure yeah just like the contrast and then you know you see some of the same like angles too that they show like the kind of top down 
looking at all the staircases and hallways, and you're just like, man, the the change is crazy, and you know it's coming, but it's cool to see the difference. So everyone stay tuned for our offshoot Rings of Power pod. Uh, <laughs> four, four thumbs up from the Scum and Sneak show. Man, if we could figure out how to make podcasting our <laughs> job, we would just have so many things we could talk about. I have so many ideas. We could do it, except there's no money. How do we get people to pay us to do this? Where we talk about fantasy football, we talk about Lord of the Rings, we talk about just like the darkness and the void thoughts in our minds. Yeah, I mean, so just fantasy overall, fantasy football, fantasy yeah, stories. Overall fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> we just call it overall fantasy. <laughs> All right, that's on the back burner. We're going we're gonna to work on that. We're going to workshop right. that one. All right, Shnick, I've got something else to tell you about today. And it's about Tanks Bar and Grill, located in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. A nice family-run restaurant. They were established, opened up in 1987. They serve breakfast all day, which you don't see often. Like that. Funny funny little quirk thing about Dayton, Ohio, though, and this Tank's Bar and Grill. They're closed on Tuesdays. That's their day off. You don't see that. All right. Well, at least they're open on the weekends. They're open on good. the weekends and on Mondays. So It sounds like it would be a good place to go. I like the name. Tank's. So if you're ever in Dayton, Ohio, check them out. And let them know that the Scum and Sneak Show sent you. Let them know that the Scum and Sneak Show sent you to tanks in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, love that tank fact uh, here going into week four. I got a little one for us, too. For all of you gym rats and workout heroes out there, the Tank M1 Push Sled by Torque USA, I hear, <laughs> is just top-notch workout gear for your at-home or your gym use so anyone who is into fitness, take a take a look. The tank M1 push sled. Yes. Big time, big time CrossFit reach in our leagues. A lot of people have dabbled in it. Some people just live it for their whole lives. But sled pushes are a great way to activate your legs when you're warming up and they just burn like heck. So I'm sure that this torque tank sled push machine is great. Yep. Love that tank fact and fitness fact. Double whammy. All right, guys. Into the meat of the episode here. And Wednesdays is going to be kind of our league review day. We're going to, we have waivers that have run. So we'll touch on those. Uh, And everyone knows that the Dynasty League waivers are hot and heavy. You get lots of action there. Mm -hmm. But also, we will do power ranks. And then today is also when you guys get your favorite hopes and dopes. It's so all that coming up here on the Wednesday show. So, Shanique, let's do the quick waiver wire rundown. What's a little waiver Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Three three moves were made overnight. I outbid Gooch for Mac Hollins, put the big 25er on him. That's a lot of money for Mac Hollins after coming off a career day. And really, uh, just from my perspective, doing it for fun. <laughs> Getting a guy that we'll see if, if his production and his involvement in the offense lasts. But we all got money to spend, so that's why I overpaid a little bit, just to see if something comes of it. You know, Matt Collins is a guy that was, uh, I don't know if, what do we want to say? He didn't, like, pop or or show much in Philadelphia, 
when he was with the Eagles, but he was a big play guy and like he's a big body. So always one that kind of like we watch or I watched and just to see if, if that involvement ever happened, like during that Travis Fogel era, right before they got AJ Brown, before they got Devonte Smith, there was that dregs of the Philly receivers. So, you know, someone had to catch the ball was our thought. It wasn't going to be JJ Arcega Whiteside. So Matt Collins was someone that, uh, kind of watched and then he went to Miami didn't do much but now he might have found a, a home in the Raiders with their car looks like it at least after one that one game I don't expect to hear <laughs> that production ever again but that's what happens early on in the season you got players like your Mac Hollins that uh, will go just explode for 160 and a touchdown but you went for him you got him and at the very least no one else gets him exactly Next move, Jimbo outbid me for Craig Reynolds, which really hurt. I really like Craig Reynolds. I had him, I picked him up last year when he was filling in a little bit for, I think both DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were injured. Garbage time stuff for the Lions, not important. He's their third back on the depth chart, but Swift is probably going to miss some time. And I think Craig Reynolds is is good as your third back, kind of in your like Jarenis Johnson mold. He's got two good guys ahead of him. But when he does play, he he produces. If you look at his game log from last year, so do you think Jim might have found a little like sneaky, sneaky guy if the Swift injury persists, or he gets re-injured, or if Jamal Williams gets hurt? Like, what are your what are your thoughts on that little little pickup for seventeen dollars from Jim? I think the only scenario where it can be sneaky or good is the if Jamal Williams and gets hurt and Swift really only doesn't miss two weeks, like they're saying. But for last week, four fantasy points, this this uh, four point in week two and in week three. Uh, but yeah, that offense seems to be a pretty high powered at this point. So if both those running backs miss extended time, then I do like that move there. Other than that, I, you know, you're probably, it's a two week rental and I don't think Jimbo is going to be playing him. Unless, no, no. So uh, yeah, the only scenario is if both get hurt and Swift loses more time than what hopefully is just being reported of a couple of weeks, but, and then, and that's the waiver wires in, in this league. That's uh, right. our dynasty you're there's the slimmest of slim pickings out there. And if you can get a third running back on a high powered offense for a couple of weeks, and maybe all of your running backs get hurt this week and you have to play them next week. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Very, very rarely is anything on our waiver wire in this league, a uh, pickup to play the next week, but the, the stash aspect of, of this league in general is like one of my favorite parts of it. Like take a shot, see what happens down the line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can hit other times. You're just going to drop them anyway, but you know, why not try? Yeah. There's I, the greatest point you just made. Why not try? Why not go for it? Uh, just because we have 400 people on our rosters and there's no one to be picked up. doesn't mean that there isn't, Oh, no one has Mac Collins. I'm going to go get him. Maybe he is going to take over as their number two guy with Renfro hurt or what have you. So like always got to at least try. And to that point, I the last waiver wire move was me picking up Sam Howell, the rookie quarterback for the commanders. 
and uh, that just whatever. See if Carson Wentz gets benched and Taylor Wentz gets sacks or gets hurt if he keeps getting sacked ten times a game. Yep. So that's the waiver report. I'm sure we spent too much time on that, but we'll we'll work out the kinks on that one in the future. <laughs> or maybe there'll be no waiver runs next week because, again, there's nobody to really pick up. Yeah. But good job, Jim. Good, good job. spend on Craig Reynolds. Heck yeah, good job. You get the uh, the waiver pickup of the week. Let's see if I got to drop or not. <laughs> waiver pickup of the week. All right, Shank, we're going to now get into the power rankings. And as always, we go from bottom to top. And number 12, still hanging at the bottom, is me, Scummy. Number 11, you join me back-to-back, dropping to number 11, Big Sneak. Tyler jumps up a spot after a close loss, but putting up some good points, so he's at number 10. Ben doesn't fall anymore, but he's really at the bottom of any of the contending or hopeful contending teams at number nine. Gooch drops another spot at number eight after picking up another loss. Doug drops a spot at number seven after a close loss to Eric, but some guys ahead of him are showing out. The big riser of the week to number six is Jimbo. Number five is our new guy, Dason. Number four, big riser just off the back of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews is Hesse. And then our top three is staying the same. They're all three undefeated. Wade, number three. Brendan, number two. Ernie Fritz, number one. Boy. Like I said, big riser and Jimbo. Uh, I I like this team. I like the where it's where it's headed. Uh, the top, Earn Brent, Wade, you could, I guess you could, I mean, again, I, I don't want to waver. Ernie needs to lose. He's not losing the top spot unless he does. But I guess you could make the argument that they could be shuffled around one through three, three through one between those guys and the three best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, joining you back down there at the bottom. I like what T is getting out of his uh players and they just takes it's just going to take one week for dk and gabe davis and then if damian pierce keeps heading in the right direction and if rogers keeps throwing a couple scores a game then for t to maybe eke out a win or two here and there uh ben i think was someone we just we need we need to i don't know what we need to do but ben you need to do something about this team man you are you should not be performing the way that you're performing with the team that you have with Taylor and Kamara and Cup. And I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't that's the biggest other than I think that really is the biggest shock so far this year is that is Ben team, the 08, the Smith Ben 08, the 08ers. Smith Ben 08. Yeah, I, I mean his players are not performing to what was expected or what he wanted. You know, he he traded it for Alvin Kamara thinking, you know, he'd have Taylor and Kamara. They'd be a great running back duo. And both have just, besides week one for Taylor, both have been duds, basically. I don't know how he recovers or bounces back if those two are not playing up to what they are projected to be, what he wants them to be. Even if they're not like, or 
even if they don't get to that like 15 point like Najee threshold that I keep talking about, right? Where it's just like you got enough work, we're fine enough, maybe scored a touchdown where you can at least like survive. Like he's not even getting that from those two. So if that doesn't turn around, I think it's a it's a lost season for Ben. Honestly, yeah, we're yeah agreed. It's if I was Ben, I would already be panicking and thinking, is is this all going to be a lost season? Am I not going to get that consistency, like you said, that fifteen to eighteen threshold with the likes of Kamara, and then like I, I just, it's I, I just I'm speechless about really. And then you, he has made a couple of questions. I mean, when he played me, he played Kamara and lost. Like, does yeah. Ben not, is he just some checked out, like not caring? Like, he only has a second round pick next year, so he's not going to really do anything by losing. If he, I don't, I think he's just not been paying much attention to the season so far because, like, that was a questionable line of decision. And, just continuing to play Brady without any of his weapons has been, you know, kind of a rough call, I would think. So I don't know what's going on there, um, but it's it's not good for the for his team, not good not good for the league. Really, you could probably with our rankings and then kind of where the league is ranked at right now, we're we're kind of getting to the point where we're fairly close to what the standings are showing on our rankings, uh, you know, as opposed to what sleepers is putting up there. Uh, but with we are keeping Ben higher, obviously, than me, you, and T because of the potential. And we're I, and then another another point, I guess I gotta throw out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. You know, I haven't I haven't fully forgotten about you, Hesse, but if you continue <laughs> to get the Lamar and Andrew stack every week and if Elliot continues to kind of go down to that project that trajectory of that high team point total, Mike Evans back this week. Thielen finally got a touchdown last week. Uh, Jesse's team has, you know, he's got options and and he's got people. He's got players kind of waiting in the wings. He's got Chris Godwin, which should be coming back here pretty soon. And with Dalvin being banged up, whether he's going to miss or not, he's got Madison. You know, that's a plug and play. So Hesse, I like his team. I like his odds here to kind of stay up towards the top. Uh, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on it we have already in the past, but high-speed chase, huge. That team is extremely underperforming as well. Uh, sitting at one and two, only scored 353 points this this year which is one of the lower ends uh, uh it's good for me i've got that i've got that pick so <laughs> and honestly we need uh days to keep losing too if i'm going to be if i'm going to be <laughs> uh happy about my picks going into next year but yeah this is uh again this is the top three the bottom three me you and t and then I, I tried to I tried to put it out in the universe that we weren't going to have a middle of the pack jumble and scrumble and bungle like we have in the past years, but that just seems to be the way the league is made up. All the good teams or all the good players are on like three teams, and then all the other teams have like kind of decent okay players, <laughs> which will render itself to the 
what basically the four or five through nine ten spot like so it's just going to be another mixture of who's going to fight for that those last three those last three i mean really those last i would say hesse's pretty solidified up there it's going to come down to if jimbo keeps rising if dayson keeps kind of staying it's going to come down to dayson jimbo Doug and Gooch for those last three spots, those last two spots. Yeah. And we're already talking about, I mean, I'm, I'm prematurely talking about the last two spots of the playoffs going into week four for, for regular fantasy or for even there are some dynasties, I'm sure, that are just like, really? You're talking about already forming the playoffs, but that's the way our league is set up. <laughs> it's just, the top three are going to be the top three. Yeah, barring anything crazy happen. But no, I mean, you've kind of covered everything. I am interested to see what happens with those last two spots. It can really go either way in the next few weeks. Uh, I think Ben does have a tough hill to climb, so don't want to officially write him off yet. But, again, if, if things don't turn around and if he doesn't make any moves, he's probably going to be out of it re- here real soon. And uh, same thing for uh Chase and Doug, who are sitting at the, in the one and two hole, like you lose this week, we're it's going to be real tough to to climb that out. When well, now we're looking at three, probably four and O teams, and then a couple three and one, where you know now the records are just going to be like tough to overcome. But buys are coming up; that always does help even things out in certain weeks. So a lot of season left to be played, but. Doom and gloom for some guys, for sure, like you mentioned. Predictions for next week's ranks. Give me one person that will definitely rise and one person that will definitely fall. All right. Oh, well, I think, you know, it's we're going to talk about matchups uh, tomorrow, but the Jimbo Dason matchup. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, we could see uh, where do we have Dayson at right now ranked five, and we have Jimbo ranked at six. Okay, so I don't know if big risers or fallers, but there could be a flop, a split flop there, depending on who wins. Yep. What are the chances I beat Gooch? Hmm. I mean, it's in play. We're talking matchups tomorrow, but you're both one and two, and I think you might have scored. As many, if not more, points so far? Maybe not. So prediction is... No, you haven't, but still. Prediction here is that Hesse, Hesse gets into our top three. Wow. Well, so one of the big guys is going to lose this week. One of the big guys is going to lose this week, that means. I like that bold But prediction. they all have really easy matchups. <laughs> <laughs> Unless... Unless Benjamin, unless 08, unless uh, 08 can, it all together can do it. Brendan plays T and <laughs> Wade. Wade plays me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, never mind. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We'll we're talk about those ahead of ourselves tomorrow. there. All right, let's wrap up this Wednesday with our hopes and dopes for Week Four. Again, this will kind of play into maybe some matchup talk, but we will also reference it tomorrow when we get into those matchups. But, um, oh, like I mentioned yesterday, I did our tallies. 
Shnick, we are both sitting at three and three on hopes and dopes this year. So oh, five hundred. We got. We're gonna turn this around though. We're gonna go. We're gonna get some wins this week. So yeah. Do you wanna go first? Yep. All right. So my hope this week goes to the Big T team. Oh, I like that. And it is DK Metcalf. Six points week one, six points week two, 16 points week three, and Mm -hmm. 26 points in week four against the Detroit Lions. He had 60 yards and a touchdown last week. This week he continues his rise. Uh, Detroit doesn't have the strongest defense, but assuming they're going to be scoring points, hopefully the Seahawks can stay with them. Uh, but this is the this is T's favorite player. Uh, I'm calling that DK is a huge hope for T's team to assist in not making this be too bad of a lot for him. And uh, DK is a major hope. T is hoping for it. Uh, and he uh, comes on strong. My dope uh, for this week is we're going to Dayson's team. And it is James Robinson. Whoa. Yes, yes, I know. We just we touted his glories yesterday. And he has been on a really good tear. Uh 20 points every week, but he's going up against Philly this week. They've got a really good defense. Uh, The Jags, if they're going to stay with them, they are going to have to throw it more often. Uh, Philly's going to stifle that run. So James Robinson this week comes way back down to earth. I don't know if he gets even into the 10-point range because I really have faith that that Philly defense will shut him down, and that is going to hurt Dayson's chances against Jimbo this week because James Robinson is a dope. Yeah, I like your dope call. I agree. The Philly defense is looking really good. And their offense is humming too. So I think probably maybe a little bit of catch-up that needs to be played by the Jags. So a little more ETN than Robinson. And then the hope, I'm a little iffy on. I I like the rise of DK, the trajectory that he's been on. Geno Smith has looked pretty good too. But Jeff Okuda on the Lions has been really good. He just went up against Justin Jefferson last week and held him to what fourteen yards. As it was, it was Okuda playing, and that's who shut him down. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, DK is a different type of cover than Jefferson, right? Like maybe Okuda can't handle the physicality as well. But I mean, if you if you can hang with Justin Jefferson, I'm like you're you're a good corner and might not be the best for DK, but all he needs is a touchdown. And, you know, those are, you know, he just needs to go up and get a jump ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so iffy there, but I don't hate it. You know, it remains to be seen if Okuda really is the lockdown, shutdown corner. Uh, mm-hmm. But my hope this week is on Dayson's team. So a little balance for him this week. And it's Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. He got a big workload last week. Scored a touchdown, uh, looking like he might be taking over that Patriots backfield. And if anything, he's taking over the receiving role. He had five targets, and I expect that Brian Hoyer plays instead of Mac Jones because of that ankle injury. And that, to me, means a lot of checkdowns for Ramondre. So, you know, six, seven catches, his work on the ground. I think he's just going to be heavily involved. 
and should definitely crack Jason's lineup instead of Gaskin, which we're going to bring up again. Yeah, let's uh, let's figure that one out, Dayson. I like yet. I agree with you. Ramondre has been getting crazy uh, uptick in usage uh, and seems to be what everyone thought he was going to be doing, surplanting Damian Harris, and I expect that to probably go full board here in the next couple weeks. So interesting call, fun call, both, uh, both on Dayson's team. Uh, we're trying to help and hurt him this week. Just trying to give you advice. <laughs> we're telling you what changes to make. We are the lineup makers. <laughs> that's that's what we they call us in some circles as the lineup makers. And then my dope this week is on Wade's team in my matchup. Hello. Hello. But it's gonna be Clyde Edwards Hilaire mm-hmm. going up against the Buccaneers. Tough run defense, obviously. We know Clyde's uh, forte is not rushing the ball, so I think that's gonna be just completely shut down for him and then Maybe he gets some passing work, but I expect that it's going to be more. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to look at Kelsey. Obviously, he's going to have to look at the outside, maybe take some deeper shots to uh, MVS, things like that against this Bucks defense. So I don't expect Clyde to have much success on the ground. I don't expect him to score. I know he's been pretty good the first three games of the season, but I think we got a dope game coming up for him. Uh, ironically, both of us are picking running backs in the top five of scoring so far to be doped this week. Mm. So skirmishing, swinging for the fences. That's what we, we do. Make some big calls this week. I like it. Uh, you know, yeah, he gets a lot of receiving work. You know, Clyde's been ever since he's been in the league. You know, first round pick for the Chiefs, first round pick, and probably a lot, if not every dynasty league when he come out. So. Uh, finally, living up to the bill, but not this week. In week four, he is a dope, and it has been proclaimed by scum. And that's it today for Waiver Wednesday for League Review. Shake day two of our new thing and hope everyone's enjoying it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, day two in the books, Wednesday the 28th. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow, uh, Thursday, where we uh, kind of cap off our week of fantasy football knowledge uh, for the league, for all of you people out there who are uh, using us and, and expecting us to. Uh, help you down the path that we all must take. And uh, we thank you and goodbye. Oh, and a last minute ad from our sponsors. Today's episode was brought to you by The Turd Timer. Hey, husbands, boyfriends, and other poo-crastinators. Do you find yourself sitting down on the porcelain throne just to sit there for hours scrolling through your phone? Well, now the makers of Squatty Potty introduce The Turd Timer. This nifty four-inch tall hourglass timer was taken from your favorite board game. All you have to do is set it next to the toilet to remind you to sh- or get off the pot. Available literally anywhere children's games are sold. Bye.
How do I Google things with tank that doesn't come up with actual tanks? <laughs>